Welcome back for another edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. It's regional finals week for the NCHSAA playoffs. Spencer Turkin alongside my partner Joe Serrero. And we'll start with Class 3 AA East. Number 4 Cleveland comes in at 12-2 to visit number 2 Southeast Guilford at 13-1. Yeah, Cleveland is a team that, that's uh, very good offensively. Uh, has gotten into some high-scoring games during the course of the season. Uh, they've got a quarterback who can throw the ball. They also have a decent running game. Uh, I think this is a game where Southeast Guilford's defense, which has been very good, 8.8 points per game against a pretty solid schedule, is going to be tested as much as they have been in a long time. And I think the, the lower the score is with, uh, with the two teams in this game, the better Southeast chances are, really. Uh, this game is so interesting to me because you look at, at the Southeast defense and, and Kennedy Tinsley, and I wrote about this uh, in the paper, but Kennedy Tinsley was brought in to fix this offense. That's what he was brought in to do. Uh, there, there were some stylistic things that wanted the, the school supporters wanted changed, and he runs more of a wide-open offense. Definitely. Um, but it's really been the defense that has carried this ball club. And that's been the thing that's caught my eye, especially in the playoffs, uh, to see that side of the ball continue to dominate this long through the season lets you know that, that really they have a very good shot of making this state championship game in what's been a little bit of a surprise bracket. Yeah, I mean, in the, in the uh, two rounds ago against Eastern Guilford, uh, the offense couldn't get anything going until last Two minutes of the game, they were down three nothing. Came back, tied it at three, won at nine three in overtime last week against Dudley. Down twelve nothing at the half, but in both cases, the defense kept them in the game, and then the offense got things rolling a little bit at the very end against uh, Eastern Guilford, and all through the second half against Dudley, they came out, took a twenty one twelve lead, and then held on against Dudley. But uh, the difference to me, you talk about uh, Coach Tinsley trying to fix the offense, is that. The way that the offense was structured there before under under Fritz Hessenthaler, who, who had great success, who's a, who's a very good football coach, but they were not built to ever come from behind against anybody. And you saw that a little bit in their game against Southeast during the regular season and in their playoff loss that, that they're, they're not a come, weren't a comeback offense. The fact that Southeast, with its back against the wall the last two weeks, was able to get the offense rolling, move the ball downfield, throwing the ball, that is, I think, the biggest change. The confidence that if things are going bad, the defense will keep us in it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to open up at some point. We're going to hit some plays, and that's what they've done. And uh, the funny thing is, you know, Ryan Douglas, the senior quarterback, started out as kind of the passing uh, part of a tandem when he was a freshman when they were running a lot of all-wing tee stuff, and they'd throw it occasionally. And now he's become, the last two years, the quarterback and much more of a spread attack but this year, they've run him a lot, and they've run him very successfully because he's big, he's strong, he's deceptively fast, he's a good athlete, and you know when, you, when that's the best option, that's what you take. And I think that, that's the biggest thing with their offense to me is I, I talked about their ability to come back, but also their ability to take whatever you give them, to not be locked in of this is what we're going to do every single time in every single situation. The fact that they can adapt and adjust, I think, has made that offense better in tough situations. 
Uh, let's move over to Class 2A West. And uh, familiar face in the regional finals, and that would be uh, head coach Jimmy Teague back at it with number two Reedsville, 14 and all in the season, hosting number eight Brevard at 11 and three. The football capital of North Carolina just continues to get it done. Yeah, and you know it's it's kind of also the the home of the two A. They want to just have that as a neutral site of the two A <laughs> West Regional Championship game, third year in a row, and another school from from the mountains, from the western part of the state, coming in. And those schools, you know, I talked to a couple of coaches up there this week, you know, to get a little bit of their take on. Reedsville's opponent, Brevard, and Reedsville, and you know they're like, can they just be in two A East for one year, you know, so that we have a chance to to go in there? It's a tough place to play. It's a it's a long trip. It's a long trip. It's a well coached team. You know that you're going to get that every year from Reedsville. You know they're going to have players. They're going to have playmakers, and you go in there and it's an intimidating place to play. If you're if you're an opponent in the playoffs, knowing the history of that program, one of the coaches said you look up there and see that sign with all those state championships and you think, Wow, how are we gonna how are we gonna beat that? And that's that's a huge edge for for Reedsville when any team comes in there. And it's a Brevard team that kinda got its act together down the stretch this year. Didn't start off well, but uh, talking to coaches up in the mountains about them, they are they are a good football team, and, and the coaches up there think that they they've got a shot, but it has to be a low scoring game. That you don't want to get into a shootout with Reedsville in their house because they're going to beat you in those games every time. Uh, you know, both teams, Brevard and Reedsville, are going to try to establish their running game. Uh, Reedsville probably has a better chance of doing that with the guys that they have. But this Reedsville defense, and we talk, we talk about Southeast Guilford and. The numbers for Reedsville for the season, 14 games, 6.6 points per game against. Okay, their conference is weak. Second time in three years, they've shut out the Mid-State 3A. Okay, you take those four games out, they're still only giving up 9.3 points per game, and they played some 4A schools. They beat Reynolds from Winston-Salem pretty soundly. They went down and beat Northwest Guilford. You know, they're they're not all, all cream puffs on their schedule. That defense is really good. They're a young team. Uh, some of their key playmakers are young guys. The quarterback, Kyle Pinnocks, is only a sophomore. Unlike a lot of their previous quarterbacks, he never really had a varsity apprenticeship before this year. Didn't Wasn't the guy who came in in all those blowouts and played the second half. He didn't have the headset on. Right. So, you know, it, it's new to him. Uh, the question going into the playoffs was... Was he still a sophomore, or had he matured, and was he ready? He has handled things in the playoffs, and there's no reason to think he won't. But uh, this Brevard team isn't bad. They're, they're very good up front defensively, from what I've been told. I'm looking at their stats. They've got a number of guys who can pressure the quarterback. They're very big for a, a 2A team off the edges. Uh, they're going to be a challenge for Reedsville, but you know, you, you pick against the Rams in their house at this stage of the playoffs at your own peril. There, there's very... Uh, very few things, a lot of things have to go right for the other team, and a lot of things have to go wrong for Reedsville for them to not win this game. Uh, when I was typing up my summary for you for the selections, you know, I just I typed in Brevard just to see what would happen, and it auto-corrected to Reedsville. It won't <laughs> let you pick against the Rams in Community Stadium. And so, uh, you, you have no choice, and really, uh, that's a three-and-a-half-hour ride, pretty much, by bus yeah. for Brevard. I mean, that that is... 
not an easy ride to come out of the mountains, and then it's going to be an even worse ride going say home. It's a much longer ride on the, on the, on the return voyage if you, if you don't get that win, which which is an, an awfully big ask for a Brevard team that's had a heck of a season. I mean, they beat they beat uh, Wheatmore last week, uh, beat Randleman. You know, well, Randall was the top seed. You know, so uh, they've beaten those teams. They've had a nice run. Uh, they've got some quality players, but boy, Reedsville at this stage of the playoffs, they can smell championship game. I, I talked to a couple players this week, and they are very, very motivated by how close they came last year, losing in overtime at uh, Keenan Stadium to North Duplin. I mean, that that was a heck of a game, and a fumble in overtime, you know, was the difference. They've said that that game, that loss, has motivated them from the moment they came off that field to now. And, and the young men would like to be allowed into all the local establishments for the rest of the year, <laughs> so they know they have to at least make a state championship game for them to be allowed back in. So anything less is a disappointment. We talked about it, you know, three years three years ago, uh, 2015, when they went nine and four. It was like the, like the world, world had ended, ended because it, it was it was a disappointment and. and Jimmy T, the coach, acknowledged that that's not the expectation here, and we are going to meet those expectations going forward, and they have. Uh, they certainly have a couple other triad teams that are still alive uh, that we wanted to mention. East Forsyth in 4A, uh, the Eagles just continue to soar through their bracket. Yeah, they, they look like, of the teams that are left, they've got a home game against uh, Indian Trail Porter Ridge, the team that beat Page 28-27 in the second round. They've got them next. Uh, and then if they win that game, they either play Scotland or uh, Fayetteville 71st. And Coach Todd Willard has has a golden opportunity to get his state championship with this team. Had a shot a few years ago, had, a, had an incredibly tough overtime loss to a Mallard Creek team that went on to beat Page in the state championship game. And they have to forget about that that game and what happened there. It's none of the same kids anyway, but they have to. he has to forget, the staff has to forget and just... Take care of Porter Ridge this week. Get to that state championship game and get the title this time. Uh, and another team that a lot of Greensboro schools are familiar with, Mount Tabor, has gone on an absolute tear here in the second half of the season. Yeah, rough start, one and four. Although the one win in that four was it was at West Forsyth, I believe. You know, so you knew they had something on that on that team, and. They went to Jaquan Albright, at quarterback, and it took a little bit for him to settle in. But once he did, boy, nine wins in a row. Uh, beat Dudley, beat Southwest Guilford, beat, destroyed a pretty good Parkland team. And they've kept it going in the playoffs. Uh, they're going to play Matthews Weddington, team that uh, beat Eastern Guilford two years ago in a 3AA state championship team. Uh, a game a couple of years before that lost to uh, Northern Guilford in a state championship game. So Weddington's got experience. That That's going to be a challenge for Tabor. But uh, if they win, they're either going to get Jacksonville or Havelock in a state championship game. And uh, just, just a heck of a run by the Spartans. Uh, it certainly has been. And uh, we'll go ahead and just give a quick mention to East Surrey. Uh, a huge win against Mount Airy last week. And uh, they will continue on in the 1AA West playoffs. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a rivalry. That is one of, the, one of the better rivalries in the state when those teams play. They always have it at the end of the regular season in the Northwest 1A Conference. And... Uh, to meet again in the playoffs, you know, just just a, an epic matchup, and East Surrey dominated that game. That that was a, a huge win for them, the, uh, and they look like they've got a very good shot at a state championship game. They're playing a Boonville Star Mount team that was a number two seed, but it's seven and six for the season in a split conference. So uh, things look good, but then they're probably looking at Tarboro, and uh, 
That's a big ask. Yeah, it certainly is. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. Make sure you stay with us on Twitter at Turkin35 and at JoeSerreraNR, as well as HSExtra.com as we take you through the NCHSAA regional final matchups, and we'll get you all set up for the state championship games. This has been the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast.